0: How's it going, everyone? And welcome to a special episode of There Will Be News. Now, I feel a little weird calling this um, news, considering the fact that what I'm about to talk to you guys about is really just my opinion. So this is really more of an editorial piece, but... Considering the fact that uh, news today in pretty much all across the United States is just editorial pieces masquerading as news, I figured I'd take advantage of that for myself and just call this There Will Be News. But yeah, basically, I'm just going to be giving you guys my opinion throughout this whole thing. And what I want to talk to you guys about is essentially the controversy currently surrounding uh, Chris Stockman and why I find it a little interesting. Now, a little bit of context. Uh, First of all, who is Chris Duckman? Chris Duckman is a YouTuber who does film reviews, and I think I need to say right off the bat that I'm a huge fan of his. In fact, if I were to say my top three favorite YouTube film reviewers, he would definitely be one of them. What I particularly like about him is that he really definitely does a strong deep-dive analytical look at films, and also likes to really compare and contrast them to films throughout history, and the way that he's able to connect those films really just give detailed analysis from his perspective. I just think he does a fantastic job. So yes, right off the bat, I'm a big fan of his. But the thing about Chris Stuckman, or what makes him very special, is that unlike any YouTuber that I'm aware of, Chris Stuckman is currently trying to do something that I've never seen any reviewer, film reviewer ever do, which is that he is seriously trying to make a transition into being a film reviewer, into being a full-time career film maker. Now, there's a lot of YouTubers out there who have made films, but normally when those individuals make films, they're not doing it because they're trying to switch career paths. They're doing it because It's like a collaboration amongst other YouTubers. It's kind of a promotional thing. It allows them to kind of like trade off fan bases and followers and subscribers to one another. It's literally just a ploy for them to get more subscribers for their YouTube channel. So it's just inherently part of their YouTube channel. Chris Stuckman isn't trying to do that. Chris Stuckman is actually genuinely trying to become a film director. And I've got a lot of respect for him for doing that because... One of the things that I always kind of say to myself, and one of the things that I always try to remember whenever I review films is, you know, filmmaking is hard. And, you know, we critique these films, but we a lot of times fail to remember that people work just as hard to make bad films as they do to make good films. And, you know, yeah, I've directed a couple of short films but i don't consider myself a director and there's a lot of people online where i i read the reviews and they talk as if like filmmaking is so easy and i look at them and i just think to myself well where's the film that you directed and so to have a, a film or a youtuber out there who's genuinely trying to make it as a filmmaker i think it's just really cool and since he's made that transition you know, um Chris Stuckman has made a lot of changes to his channel uh because through the process of learning how to be a director he 's got a lot more empathy when it comes to the process of making films, so he really was trying to transition his YouTube channel to being much more positive so Slowly, he made changes away from being a film critiquer and more towards being a film appreciator. He started off by not doing a top 10 uh, least favorite films of the year, and then he stopped giving film scores during his reviews. And then eventually, he just like stopped really kind of doing reviews altogether. And now he's basically announced that he will not talk about a film if he doesn't like it. He only wants to talk about films that he likes. And he wasn't—he doesn't even, like, really review them. He just likes to, like, do a deep dive into, like, why they made an impact, why he enjoys them, why he believes that audiences have enjoyed them throughout the years. And even though I miss his reviews, I like that he's doing that with this channel because he is offering a kind of something different than everyone else on YouTube. And I totally respect this idea of, like, look this job is hard. I have respect for the artists. I don't want to crap on them. So I'm just going to appreciate them. I love that. Well, recently uh, on his channel, he posted a video with the title, we need to talk about Madam Webb. Now, for any of you who don't know, Madam Webb is currently the internet's punching bag. Everyone out there has been putting out videos where they just talk about how crappy that film was. And, you know, I I, can, I can't can judge those people because I literally put out two uh, podcasts where I discuss Madam Web. And I, I, I'm so excited that I'm seeing Dune Part 2 tonight because I'm just, I haven't been to the movie since and I really need to kind of get a palate cleanser going. I can't wait to talk about a different movie soon. But anyway, he put out a video called We Need to Talk About Madam Web. But rather than reviewing it, he kind of stuck to his uh, format that he's had on his channel, where instead of talking about the, the things that he found wrong or bad about Madam Web, instead, what he did was he decided to talk about something that he believed to be a possibility of why Madam Web turned out the way it does. And so he decided to do a video about studio interference. And he just used Madam Web as an example for, a, you know, a film that had a lot of studio interference. I watched the video, and, uh, I didn't agree with everything that he said in his video, but I'll get into kind of more of that later, but I, I really didn't think the video to be that big of a deal. It was just an individual given their own perspective. I thought he did it in a really kind of like, you know, smart and very clear way. So kind of moved on from it, but just out of nowhere, all of a sudden on my YouTube uh, feed, I just start getting these recommendations for videos with titles like The Cowardice of Chris Stuckman, or Chris Stuckman, Worst Film Review Ever, Chris Stuckman, How He's Fallen from Grace, and all these things. And I had no idea where this came from. And so I I start I was just like, what's going on? Did Did he say something that I missed? Why is everyone so mad at this guy? So clicked on the video, and I listened to it. Well, I clicked on a bunch of the videos, and I listened to a few of them. And I had a similar experience that I had to the Rachel Zegler controversy, which is that Yeah, I heard what she said, but it's just like okay, cool. Somebody said something I didn't really agree with. I don't feel like I need to like put a lot of time and effort into dismantling what she said, so I kind of just left it alone. But the thing I found more fascinating was people's reaction to what they said, and I actually found that reaction more fascinating than what they're even talking about. So even though I said in the title that you know I might have misled you by saying I was going to talk about what you know, Chris Stuckman said, and I will, I'll touch on a few things of that. The thing I really want to talk about is people's reaction to it. So rather than being like those people who are giving their opinion on someone else's opinion, I'm being totally different because I'm going to give my opinion on someone else's opinion on someone else's opinion. Yeah. So cool. I'm totally different. I'm totally going to take over the internet. But yeah, so I just notice in a lot of these videos, that I came to a couple of different conclusions as to why these individuals were all saying these things about Chris Stuckman and reacting the way that they were. And the first reason I came to is the obvious one, which is that, hey, you know what? When you have a lesser YouTube channel, One way of getting attention on your channel is attacking someone who's super popular. I saw it a few years ago where everybody who was trying to make it as like an amateur fitness influencer was attacking some guy named Jeff Cavalier or X on YouTube. And it's just one of those things of like, do these people actually think that this individual did something egregious? Probably not. But they know that by putting their name in the title, they'll hopefully get people that follow Chris Stuckman Uh, to see this video because it might show up on their feed and it might just get them into the algorithm. And the whole point is just to get views on their videos. So people watch other videos. It's just all part of the scheme of trying to, you know, get as many views as possible. That's one of the reasons. The other thing that I had to say is the reason why so many people had such a guttural negative response to his review is that I don't think they actually know who Chris Stuckman is. I don't think they've been fans of his. And also, I don't think they actually watched the video. What I mean by that is this. So many people were accusing Chris Stuckman of being too lenient on Madam Web in his review. But here's the thing. He didn't do a review. He said from the beginning, this is not a film review. He's going to be talking about Madam Web, but the thing that he wanted to really discuss is uh, studio interference. And so he, he told you right from the beginning, it's not going to be a review. So if you thought that his review was too light or too lenient or not hard enough on Madam Web, then, well, sorry, he told you that it wasn't even going to be a review. So, like, what are you getting so mad about? And then a lot of people are talking about how, like, oh, wow, like, Chris Stuckman's lost his touch. He's not doing the same things that he normally does. It's like, well, yeah, he doesn't. He said he wasn't going to do that. He's been doing that for a while. He has said that he does not want to use his YouTube channel to bash other filmmakers. He just wants to use it to appreciate filmmaking. He broke from that trend a little bit with this just because he wanted to talk about something a little different. But, unfortunately for you guys, that is just the way that he's leading his YouTube channel. So if you've got a problem with the way that he handled this video, you just have a problem with the way that he runs his YouTube channel. And here's the thing. If you do have a problem with that, then just don't listen to him anymore. You're not contractually obligated to keep following him just because you subscribed. You can, spoiler alert, unsubscribe to any YouTube channel that you've subscribed to. Yes, you can. And so if you don't like the way that he's changing his channel, that's fine, but at the end of the day, he has every right to do whatever he wants with his own channel. He, he has no obligation to bash a film to his listeners just because you want him to. The only thing he's obligated to do is to give his honest opinion. And he was giving his honest opinion. Now, whether or not you agreed with his opinion, that's subject to your own biases and prejudices. Like I said, I didn't agree with everything that he said, but at the same time, it's like he just told the truth. And that's just kind of the end of it. So I... I, I I'm, I'm I'm worried that a lot of the reasons why people freaked out so much about this is just because they just haven't really been a fan of his and they just saw this one video and once again, they're going with the trend. But I think another one of the main reasons, and this is the one that fascinates me the most, is that I think people are getting upset with Chris Stuckman but failing to realize what they're actually upset about. And what I mean by that is is this. I was watching a few of these videos. Didn't watch a lot of them because I didn't need that in my life. But there was one video who I will not say who it was because I don't want to give them more views than, uh, than they already got because honestly, that's what they're kind of going for. But he had a moment where he be- wasn't aware of it, but he actually admitted the truth, which is at one point in his video, he kind of just went, I'm just so mad because I work so hard and I don't get any views. And Chris Stuckman puts out this stuff and he gets so many views. and I was like, ah, so that's what you're really mad about. What you're actually mad about is the fact that Chris Stuckman is more successful than you are and you're jealous. And I feel like that's what so many other people are just mad about because we got this bad trend going on, not just on YouTube, but just kind of like within our society of like, is that it is easier for us to pull somebody down to our level than it is to do the work to pull ourselves up to another level or up to the next level. And so everybody, or I shouldn't say everybody, but the vast majority of people would rather pull people down than pull themselves up. Because it's easier, and that's just it. It's easier. It's just easier to pull somebody down because you're jealous of their success than it is to put in the work to possibly make yourself more successful. And I just really feel like that is the real reason why so many people are out there going so hard on Chris Stuckman simply because he offered a difference of opinion. Like you don't have to agree with his opinion. Like I said, I didn't love everything that he said in his uh, his video. In fact, I'll talk about it now. One of the things that Chris Stuckman tends to do, whether or not he didn't he means it or if it's just like the way that he phrased or something like that, that I don't agree with is that there is this trend with certain people who you know, believe themselves to be artists themselves to truly believe that the number one way to fix any film is to just be like, no, no, just let the artists be artists. And though I do believe that the studios who, you know, dictate what happens to these films are making stupid decisions At the end of the day, when it comes to big studio films like I'm Adam Webb, it's still their film. It's their product. The director, unfortunately, is a hired hand. Their job is to direct the film that they tell them to direct. The comparison that I like to make, and it's not the best comparison, but I think it's very apt, is think of it like you hired a contractor for your house. And um, you tell the contractor you want a wall painted blue. But the uh, contractor is like, well, I think it would look better if it was red. You wouldn't go like well you know you're the artist i gotta let you do what it is no you would say this is my house i want it to be blue i hired you to paint so please paint it blue and that is their job their job is to paint it blue and the thing is it's like just because you told them to paint it blue does not mean that they get to half-ass the blue that they that you've asked them to put up because they would prefer it to be right they still need to try to paint that wall as best to their abilities it's not like they can just get away with only doing one color or leaving splotches somewhere. They need to do it to the best of their abilities. And if it turns out the blue looks terrible, it's your decision and that's just what it is. But the fact of the matter is, is that you know the studio has a right to dictate this kind of stuff. And the other thing that I just don't want to fall into is that it seems like we're setting ourselves up for a trap that any time a film goes, you know, astray, it's simply because of the studio's fault. And though no, don't get me wrong, studio intervention ruining films is something that's well documented. And I will go as far as to say that it is the primary reason why so many high budget films tend to be terrible. But at the same time, artists are human too and they make mistakes and they have bad days at the office. The reason why I was talking about, you know, them having to paint it as best as they can and not leave blotches and stuff like that is because you still have to do the best you can and you shouldn't fall back on this idea of, well, they didn't let me do what I wanted to, so I don't actually have to work hard because at the end of the day, they're not letting me make the film I want to make, so therefore I'm not going to make a good film. No, you still have to do the best you can. And yes, Easier said than done. I'm not trying to act like the reason why, you know, so many films tend to be terrible when there's a lot of studio interventions because the director just got lazy. I'm saying that, that can be a possibility. We shouldn't just, like, assume it's studio intervention because we have seen times where the studio had to step in because the director was just going crazy. can't remember the name of the director who uh, was doing Chronicle, but... who directed Chronicle, but when he did his Fantastic Four movie, yeah, there was studio intervention, but also the director just didn't show up to set and would just randomly go on vacations and just be gone for weeks. They had to step in because the artist was being crazy. And so we have to remember that that's a possibility too. But at the same time, I want to remind people that Yes, the director's a hired hand. They need to be working as best they can. But sometimes the circumstances that they're working under is ridiculous. And I agree with Chris Stuckman that Madame Webb is a great example in why the director of that film should not be put into director prison because of it. Because clearly it was something... It was a crazy filming experience for everyone. Like the actor said that... The script changed somewhat twenty times. We saw in the film that they they changed the story so many times that they didn't have enough time to do proper reshoots. That the villain's dialogue had to be ADR'd throughout the entire film because whatever he said on set didn't work with the overall story that they finished with. So they needed him to ADR lines to make it make sense, even though it was so blatantly obvious that it was ADR'd. This clearly was a crazy experience for everyone. And yes, you should always try to do your best, but sometimes it doesn't work out. Like, take Christopher Nolan, for instance. Yes, Christopher Nolan is heralded right now as one of the greatest working directors working right now, and yes, when he did his big studio films in the Dark Knight trilogy, yes, Batman Begins and the Dark Knight are some incredible films. Dark Knight Rises, though not as bad as I initially remembered it to be, is still a film that had its struggles, and you can argue that that's probably because of studio intervention. And it's just like, if a filmmaker as gifted, as visionary, and as talented as Christopher Nolan still struggled to consistently make it work, we got to be forgiving that some of these directors, especially some of these younger, newer directors that don't have as much experience as your Christopher Nolan, are struggling, then maybe it's actually just because the circumstances were just not ideal. So I do agree with Chris Snuckman in this idea that, You know, we need to understand studio intervention and keep that in our perspective before we start, like, crapping on writers and before we start crapping on directors and actors and all this stuff. But at the same time, we shouldn't also put artists on this pedestal of, like, they can do no wrong and all films would be perfect if we simply just let artists be artists. I I just don't agree with that personally. And so, yeah, but yeah, as I was saying... I don't agree with what Chris Duckman said, but I get the point that he was trying to make. And I didn't think that what he said really garnered this reaction. But unfortunately, like I said, I just feel like this reaction comes more from just people being jealous of his success, trying to get attention, or people that just really didn't actually watch the video than anything else. And I just, I don't know what to say to these people. Like you're taking the wrong lesson. Stop looking at him and trying to like bring his channel down and start thinking to yourself, okay, well... Maybe if I want to be as successful as he is, I need to do something unique, kind of like what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, like, I I have the same thing to say to the Chris Stuckman critics, as I have to say with the Rachel Zegler critics. Are they beyond criticism? No. Did they say things that, you know, are absolutely perfect and you should just get over yourself? No. But at the same time, really? A one-hour-long podcast just talking about how you don't like this person anymore? I mean, come on, guys. Stop whining like little bitches. Get your shit together. Suck it up. And just work on developing your channel and trying to be better at what you do, rather than just shitting on someone who's doing things a little bit differently than you are, who may have an opinion that you don't necessarily agree with. Like, come on, folks. This is just ridiculous. So that is just how I feel about the whole Chris Stuckman controversy and all of the, you know, editorial pieces that have come out around it. I'm still a fan of Chris Stockman. I don't watch his stuff as often, but but mainly just because he's not putting stuff out as often. And frankly speaking, I'm really looking forward to his feature film directorial debut. I've been listening to him talk about it on his channel. Shelby Oaks, I believe it's called. I can't wait to see it. I hope it comes out in a theater near me. And to everyone else out there, I mean, just get over it. Like, someone decided to talk about something else instead of Madame Webb. If you really need to listen to somebody crap on Madam Web, check out, there will be reviews because I have two videos where I do that. See, look, shameless plug. See, I got to do it, too, because I'm human as well. But yes, so those are my thoughts on the Chris Stuckman controversy, or more should I say the reactions to Chris Stuckman and my feelings on those reactions. So I know this is a different type of thing. I don't usually do stuff like this, but I hope you guys enjoyed something a little bit different for this episode. And like I said, I'm seeing Dune Part 2 tonight. I am super excited, and I got a review for that coming out shortly after seeing it. Thank you all so much. I hope to talk to you guys very soon. And always remember, no matter what happens, there will be reviews. Have yourself a wonderful day.